Welcome to Impact, where we focus on helping you grow a business that amplifies your unique genius, multiplies your income, and transforms lives. Each episode, you'll discover an actionable framework based on what's working right now for top brands and thought leaders. In this episode, we talk about how to find the best strategic path forward for your business. Also, we cover five common blind spots that are hindering your business growth. And finally, we'll talk about how to overcome those blind spots when they inevitably hit your business. Hello again, my friends, and thank you once again for listening. I'm your host, Jason Van Orden. I'm a business strategist to thought leaders. I help you to package up your knowledge into a business model that supports the work that you are meant to do and helps you reach the people and problems that you can help most. And today I'm going to do that by talking about a very important topic, and that is strategy. It's a topic that we don't talk specifically enough about, especially given that it is really at the foundation of a successful business. I'm thinking this is going to be a multi-part series. Now, I don't know that I'll do it all in a row. I've also got some great interviews I want to get out on the feed, but I'm thinking now and again over the next few months, I'll pop in another one of these in the strategy series. But we're going to kick things off today by talking about the importance of strategy and uh, giving you some things that you can think about and why it's so important to think about these things in your business. It's going to help you find some blind spots, which is one of the reasons why we need to do strategic planning is it helps us zoom out, you know, see the forest for the trees rather than getting so close to things that we miss some important details and perhaps end off running astray of the vision that we had initially intended for our business. So let's go ahead and start as I often like to, and that is with a question, a question I've been hearing a lot lately, and that is this. People ask me, Jason, how can I know which things I should focus on, which things I should focus my limited time, money, and energy on in order to get the best results in my business? And I get why people ask that question. I ask this question of myself many times. With so many things pulling at your attention, it can be really challenging as a business owner to know what should get your attention now and what can wait. It's easy to end up operating in a reactionary mode that stretches your resources too thin and leaves your business in a bit of a fog. In fact, that fog of the day-to-day of working into our business it can really cloud things and, and sometimes make it hard to see, are we on the right path? Are we focused on the right things given the goals that we have? So the question I want to help answer today is how do we start clearing out that fog and gain clarity about the best roadmap ahead for your business, for you, given your goals, your values, your vision, your strengths, because a strategic plan should be as unique as the business that you have started. Let me tell you a brief story here. When I was five years old, I went on a hike with my grandpa. It's one of my fondest memories of my grandpa. He's not around anymore, but I I remember very, uh, with a lot of, I have a lot of good memories of of hiking with him. And one time he was visiting us. This was when I was like maybe six years old. And where I lived up on the mountainsides, they would often have these big, large white letters painted on the side of the mountain. And they were always a reference to a, a local school, like a local high school or university or something like that. And so one day we decided, hey, we wanted to hike up to this big white letter painted on the mountainside. Now, what should have been maybe a two-hour round trip, which is already you know pretty significant for a six-year-old, and I, if I'm not mistaken, my younger brother was with us too, it turned into a four-hour trek in the hot sun. You know, we'd been so focused on the ground in front of us that we ended up straying from the main path. 
And so for a couple of hours, we ended up traversing these ravines and following deer paths and hoping that we were headed in the right direction. And it took a good deal of wandering before we finally emerged into this clearing that was strewn with the white painted rocks that made up this large letter when viewed from the valley below. So at that point, we'd finally arrived. And it was really intriguing to my young mind that this field of white rocks, you know, which just looked like white rocks lying on the ground in front of me, that they actually formed a letter on the mountain when viewed from far away. You had to kind of zoom out to be able to see what it was. Now, upon returning home, I listened as my grandpa stood in the front yard with my mom and he was pointing up at the side of the mountain and explaining the long detour we had taken. I didn't even realize how far off the path we'd gotten. He was pointing at this ravine and that ravine and we went around this way and I think we ended up over there and we finally we came up at the top of the letter. And where we were standing, miles away down in the valley, the path seemed so clear. I could see the path straight up to the letter that we were supposed to follow. And even as he pointed at that ravine that took us away from our destination, I could, from the valley below, clearly see how we might have gotten back on track much more quickly than we had. Now, guiding your business to success is much the same. You know, when we're working in the business day to day, again, all we can see is maybe the white rocks in front of us, or we don't have that perspective to know that, you know, maybe if we just head a little bit in this direction, we're going to get to where we want to go much faster. It's easy to lose the forest for the trees, as we sometimes say. And what we end up doing is all we can see are these individual white rocks. We don't see the big letter on the mountain. All we can see is the ravine that we're stuck in, not the path that will take us to the desired destination. So the question is, how can you gain the needed clarity to find that best path ahead for your business? The path that, given your resources, will give you the greatest return on your efforts towards the goals that are most important to you. And of course, I'm sure by now you've guessed that the answer to this is to have a strategic plan. So let's go ahead and define that. And I'm going to dive into some key concepts about strategy that cause us to end up getting it a little bit wrong. And sometimes when we get it just a little bit wrong, as we move forward, that little bit being off just a little bit at the beginning ends up being, being quite a bit off of the path a long ways down the road. Right? So to define what we're talking about when I say strategy or a strategic plan, a strategic plan defines clearly which courses of action you are going to pursue in your business and how you will allocate the limited resources that you have in order to reach the vision that you want to realize. So what courses of action should you focus on and how you should allocate your limited resources, things like time, money, energy, a lot of different resources we have to work with, but they're not infinite resources. And so we want to get the most out of those resources that we invest into our business. So if the answer is so clear, to have a strategic plan, it gives us that clarity, it gives us that confidence, it gives us that path ahead that's the right one, or we shouldn't say the right one, because the truth is, there are a lot of different great strategies for you to follow out there, right? But if it's so important to have a good strategy, an effective strategy planned out for your business, why is it so hard to think strategically about our own business? Why do we find ourselves so frequently, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, we ask like, how often do we end up in this state where we're wondering, man, there's so many options in front of me or I'm pulled in so many different directions or wondering, am I actually focused on the right things 
feeling like we're lacking perhaps some clarity. We might be missing something. So why is it so hard? And the answer to this question lies in something called cognitive biases, which is something we all have. It's baked into our brains. It's baked into how we, how we think naturally as human beings, how we have evolutionarily, how we have evolved to think for our own survival. And so I want to share a few of these cognitive biases with you because this is one of the first things we need to realize, right? A smart business owner a smart entrepreneur, a smart thought leader knows that they're prone to falling victim to these thinking errors and then puts into place ways to mitigate that. So one of the keys to strategic planning is an awareness of our own thinking and where we might sometimes go astray so that then we can compensate and ensure that we choose, that we we see the things that we might not otherwise see, that we choose the path that we might not otherwise uncover. So the first one of these cognitive biases I want to share with you is one called hyperbolic discounting. Now, that's just a really fancy way of saying present. We have a bias to things that are sooner, that are now in the present. Or put another way, when we are given a choice of having an immediate reward, even if it's smaller, we would rather choose that than get the larger reward farther down the road and wait for it. There's a great MIT research paper, and I'll put a link in the show notes to this, where they demonstrated this. And they asked people, they said, would you rather have $100 now or $120 in a week? And the majority of people chose to have the $100 now. All it was, it was a week difference, one week difference to have $20 more. But they said, no, I'd rather just take the $100 now. Now, they repeated this experiment. And this time they asked people, would you rather have $100 in one year or would you rather in one year and a week? have $120. So still one week difference. And by waiting an extra week, you get the $20. And this time people said, yeah, I'll wait one week, the year and one week to get the $120. So that in that case, they were willing to wait for the extra reward. But both of the cases were much farther in the future. So what's going on here? Well, it turns out that our minds are very much geared to, and again, by evolution, to have the payoff that is sooner, and that as things get farther away, we discount the value of them. And this makes sense, you know, back in much more perilous times, not modern day times, but you know, when, when we were uh, at a much earlier evolutionary state as human beings, we were at danger every day. We didn't know if we were going to survive an extra week. And so our minds were always going for, we need the sustenance now. We need food now. We need shelter now. We need water now. I don't know if I'll be alive tomorrow. So even if tomorrow we could have more, I'm just going to take what I need now. So how does this apply to business? Well, you know, it's not uncommon for us to end up in a state in our business where we are chasing the next sale or going for the money that we need right now or for the quicker payoff or just only seeing what's right in front of us or not very much, you know, not that much farther ahead. And the truth is that in order to have a sound strategic plan, in order to really get to the vision, the high level, long term things that we want, we have to think in long term and often think in terms of delayed Reward. Of course, we need cash flow right now, and those things are important, but it's a balance between that near and far thinking. And unfortunately, our brain is continually working against us. Here's what I'd like you to take away from this. If you are one of those business owners that finds yourself in that day-to-day chase grind of growing your business and sometimes or even often loses sight of the long-term vision, 
Well, you're certainly not alone. It happens to me quite often too. And I have to continually try to be aware of that and mitigate the fact that this is just how our brain, this is how my brain works. And so hopefully there's a little bit of relief in knowing it's like, okay, well, that's just something that happens. And now I know, and I can find ways to compensate for that. And we're going to talk about that towards the end of today's podcast. But first I want to point out just a few more of these cognitive biases so that you can watch for them in your own business. Because again, I think it's important to have this awareness in order to train ourselves to think more in the long term, more strategically, to zoom out and see, you know, the letter on the mountain rather than just the rocks or to see the path forward rather than getting stuck in a ravine. So here's another quick story that illustrates another thinking or a cognitive bias that I want, a cognitive bias that I want to share with you. So think about this situation. What would you do in this situation? Imagine you're sitting in a theater watching a movie with a date and between the tickets and the popcorn and a drink, you've already spent $60 to be there. Now, about 35 minutes into a two and a half hour movie, you realize it is awful. You're bored out of your mind and there's just no sign of the story improving. The writing is just so bad that not even the top-notch actors in the movie can save it. So the question is, do you leave or do you stick it out? Now, before you answer, consider the following two things. Number one, by all indicators, the movie is a dud. You've seen enough of it to, to know it's a dud. And number two, if your goal is to have an enjoyable date, you would likely be better off leaving and pursuing a different and perhaps even free activity. And given those two statements, the answer would seem to be to get up and leave the movie. But the truth is, a lot of us, again, because of the way our brains are wired, would end up staying in the movie. We are more likely to stick it out in the hopes of recouping something from that $60 investment that we made in the movie. And this is something called the sunk cost fallacy. It's a blind spot, again, that every business owner, every human being, for that matter, is susceptible to. And it's the kind of thing that with, when we leave it unchecked, when we're not aware of it, it controls our behavior. It's a thinking error that becomes this sinkhole that can just devour those resources I was talking about, our time, our money, our energy. You know, years ago, I started working with a client who had invested thousands of dollars into a custom course platform for their online course. And when I started working with them, the platform it wasn't working as it needed to, despite all of the money that they had invested. And so they hired me to come in and to help them launch the course so they could start making some of the money back that they had been investing. Now, immediately, I could see that the platform had a lot of problems and that these problems were going to lead to additional costly issues and that they were going to eat away at the sales. They were going to compromise the sales process. They were going to compromise the customer experience. They were going to lead to refunds. They were going to lead people to not be satisfied with their purchase. And I explained that they would be better off in the long run ditching or at least putting to the side temporarily the custom platform and using something that was a quick plug and play course hosting service to deliver an amazing first time out of the gate experience to their, to their first, set of, uh, first set of students. And because they had already invested so much money in the custom platform, the sunk cost fallacy got a hold of them and they insisted that we make it work. Now, while the launch went well, 
the custom platform definitely cost them sales. I've done enough of these launches to know that they would have had more sales had they made the decision to switch to a ready-made course platform. It created, it created a slew of customer support problems for them. It co- uh, compromised the customer experience. It brought in a bunch of complaints. So why didn't they make the switch to, despite the warnings that it gave them? And again, research, it just shows that we have a greater tendency to stick with the decision once we've already invested resources in it. And even in the face of evidence that the decision is no longer serving our ultimate long-term goal, we still stick with it. We, we, we still watch the rest of the awful movie. Again, this is called the sunk cost fallacy, and it is one of the many blind spots business owners run into when making strategic decisions. So think for a moment, is this something that might be taking place in your business right now? Or have you done this in the past? Or at least be aware of it when making decisions in the future, because this is all about helping you thinking, helping you to think strategically about your business is ultimately about helping you make good business decisions, decisions, the best decisions that are going to lead to the best outcomes that you have determined you would like to have for your business. Now, I want to share just a few more. I don't have stories for these. This is just going to be quicker. I have three more of these cognitive biases that I want to share with you. Next one is called inertia bias. It's another thing that causes us to not think strategically, to not zoom out, to not look at things holistically. So inertia bias, this is the tendency to choose things that feel familiar to us already. If something has worked in the past, we just assume, hey, it's certainly going to work for us again. And the problem is that usually, in just about every case, what got us here is not going to get us there. We're going to have to adopt new ways of thinking, new strategies, new approaches in order to reach the next stage, the next level of our business. But that inertia bias, and you know, this is as powerful as Newton's law of inertia, a body in motion wants to stay in motion. Sometimes we just continue doing the same things because they worked in the past and that makes us certain that they're going to continue working in the future as well. So that's another one to watch out for when thinking strategically about your business. The next one is one called the recency effect. And this is the tendency to focus on options that we have come across most recently. You know, that new strategy that we just saw in a newsletter or that thing we just heard about from our colleague or maybe you went to a mastermind and somebody said, oh, this is totally working for me. This is the thing that you should do. That's, that always feels like the thing that we have to focus on right away. And especially as entrepreneurs who, you know, so often are quick starts and, and love trying new things and get easily bored, go towards novelty, it's very easy to go, you know, we call this the shiny object syndrome, right? To go towards the shiny object. And I'm sure this one has bitten you before. It has me many times as well. That's why I have a whole lot of courses that some of which, you know, some have been very useful and I've gone through. And then there are plenty that I bought and never went through because I had this moment of, of the recency effect, this thing that got presented to me most recently and often enough that is, it just, my brain started thinking, this is the thing, this is the one that I need. So again, this is, this is a a cognitive bias that you can be aware of in your business. And when making decisions, you can ask yourself, okay, is the recency effect here? Am I falling prey to inertia bias? Am I falling prey to the sunk cost fallacy? Am I falling prey to hyperbolic discounting where we discount the value of things that are farther in the future. 
Now, there's one more here that I want to share with you. And this one is called Occam's Razor Bias. These all have really fancy names, right? So it sounds very uh, intellectual. And maybe you've heard of Occam's Razor before. Uh, it's a little thought experiment. But this particular bias, Occam, Occam's Razor Bias, it describes our tendency to go with what seems like the simplest solution. Sometimes that does serve us well. And Occam's Razor does get used to good benefit to... to uh, especially when you look at things like conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories and stuff. So often it's really the simplest explanation that does end up being true, not this elaborate one that gets cooked up, right? But when it comes to thinking strategically about your business, it's always worth saying, hey, what's the simplest solution here? But what we want to be careful of is not assuming that the simplest solution is the best one. Because the problem is that business systems aren't, simple things. In fact, when you look at your business, when you zoom out and look at your business as a whole, it's quite a complex system with a lot of variables going on. And that's okay, but you just need to be aware of that so that you don't get zoomed in looking at one particular part and going with what seems like the simplest solution in that one part and it, end up it ends up complicating the rest or siphoning off res resources that you might have needed in other areas of the business. So let me just quickly list those cognitive biases again, because it's, these are things to be aware of and it will make you a better decision maker in your business. It will make you a better strategic thinker to understand that these are the reasons why strategic thinking can be hard and why we get pulled away from it and we can find ourselves not taking the time to do it or not doing it properly. So hyperbolic discounting, where we discount the value of things, the farther in the future that they get, the sunk cost fallacy, where we want to just keep going down a path to get the payoff if we've already invested some resources, even if it's clear it's not going to get us where we want to go. The inertia bias, where we go with things that are familiar and we assume what's got us here is going to get us there. The recency effect, where we focus on options that have been presented to us most recently, the shiny object syndrome, and Occam's razor bias that describes our tendency to go with the simplest solution when often in businesses, it's more complex than that. And we have to be careful about just defaulting to the simplest solution. I've put together a little cheat sheet for you that lists these five off so that if you, if you want to be able to reference it, you know, maybe the next time you are sitting down to think strategically about your business or sitting down with your team to evaluate options, you can look at each of these and discuss them and go, okay, are any of these at play? in our business? Are we making any assumptions based on this type of thinking? And I just want to emphasize again, this is not a flaw. It is not a weakness to think in this way. Our brains are wired to do this. Our, our brains are wonderful things. They serve us very, very well. All of, you know, if you're listening to this, it's because you are somebody with knowledge and ideas and your brain is one of the greatest assets that you have. And then you have to know when it's not working in your favor. The cheat sheet you can download by going to impactdownloads.com forward slash blind spots. That's all one word, blind spots. Impactdownloads.com forward slash blind spots to get the cheat sheet that lists out these five cognitive biases. Now, I just want to wrap things up here by talking about five things that will help you overcome or avoid or work through these cognitive biases when thinking strategically. In fact, these are just five things I've found are incredibly important to strategic planning and thinking in general. In future parts of this series, we'll talk about more specific, specifically, how do you go through making a strategic plan? When do you go through making a strategic plan? How do you uncover 
hidden opportunities to make money in your business and so forth, which are all exciting and, and amazing parts of strategic planning. But again, we're just sounding, we're setting the foundation here about how to think more strategically. And here are five things that will foster more strategic thinking and mitigate the cognitive biases. So number one is just setting aside time for strategic planning, realizing this is something you have to do that you must do as a business owner, as a leader within your business, is you need to have that time where you're not working in the day-to-day, in the reactionary, or even if you're great at productivity and scheduling and all your to-dos and everything, you have to have the time to stop, most likely get out of your usual element. Now, I love going on, on retreats for this type of a thing. And give yourself a block of time to just think about the business, to brainstorm, to zoom out and see the whole to look at things with new eyes, to try to find new perspective. And that's number two thing is to zoom out before you zoom in. So often we're thinking about our business and which way forward we end up thinking tactically, which is a much more zoomed in way of thinking. Oh, hey, are we going to do Facebook ads or are we going to do SEO? Are we going to do this? We're going to do that. And there is a stage of strategic planning that needs to be about choosing tactics. But when you start, it has to be zooming out, looking at the long-term vision, looking at the business model as a whole, seeing the entire forest and not just the individual trees. And this is a deliberate thing. It's a skill that you, it's a muscle that you can work to get better at zooming out when so often, again, our tendency is we get pulled into the present, the now, and in, we end up losing sight of the whole picture. Now, because we are prone to these type of to this these types of cognitive biases, and we just know that that's the case, and it's going to affect our business, smart business owners, smart thought leaders know that they need to get outside perspective at some point when it comes to strategic thinking. This is why coaches can be so important. This is why masterminds are so important, why consultants are so important. This is why I have people in my cell phone that I know I can text or call at any time, well, maybe not any time, but you know, with a reasonable amount of time and have a conversation to get feedback about what I'm thinking about, to, to see what I might not be seeing because we just get too close to our own stuff and our, our own ego gets tied up into it and so we end up missing a poss- an option that's there. We end up missing the obvious solution that's right ahead of us. And we end up sometimes you know, going down a path that just doesn't serve us as well. And had we just asked somebody for some outside perspective, somebody who you know, knows our goals, knows what we're trying to accomplish, and is willing to give that constructive, helpful feedback, that we would have been able to avoid a whole slew of problems. Number four is I want to encourage you to find frameworks to aid you in your strategic planning. Now, I'm going to give you frameworks, and I mean, I give you frameworks all the time in this podcast. In future episodes of this strategy strategy series, I'm going to share with you frameworks to help you think strategically, to help you find where's the greatest opportunity for growth in your business, for instance. And the reason why frameworks, and this is why I'm, I'm such a fan of frameworks, is because they're cut, first of all, you can apply them to any situation and they're just based on principles, but they're still going to allow for what is unique to you and your goals and your vision, your mission, your strengths, what you are trying to accomplish. Whereas when we get stuck on principles and formulas and tactics, again, that's too zoomed in, right? And that's where we end up 
ping-ponging between things or ending up with what I call a Franken strategy, which is basically just mishmash of tactics that we've thrown and glued together and taped together and they're just barely holding together and hoping that they get us where we want to go. And so frameworks are a great way to compensate for the type of thinking thinking errors and blind spots we've been talking about in this episode. Because frameworks, they, they help you to zoom out. They help you to consider things you might forget to consider. And there are a lot of great strategic frameworks out there. I'll just share a simple one. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but just to illustrate what I mean, I'm sure you've heard of a SWOT analysis. Now, SWOT analysis on its own, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. It's used often in business strategy. It, it needs more context to work well, but it is one of many frameworks that you can turn to as a part of coming up with a strategic plan. It gets you to consider the different elements at play so that you don't get blindsided by a threat, so that you can leverage your strengths, so that you can compensate for your weaknesses, so that you can uncover your biggest opportunities. That's just one example of a framework. So that's tip number four is to find strategic frameworks that will aid you in answering these key questions about the direction of your business and the allocation of your resources. And then number five is kind of the flip of number four, which is avoid one size fits all tactics and formulas. Whenever you have somebody saying, hey, just do what I did and it'll get you to where you want to go. Do me a favor and either take it worth a grain of salt or just run the other way because it means they're trying to sell you their formula. And this is something that just really gets me in the marketing and business spaces. You have all these business experts out there trying to sell the sexy formula because that's what gets people's attention. Again, that's what gets into our brain and it takes advantage of the Occam's razor bias. It takes advantage of the recency effect and it gets us sometimes to buy into things that aren't a good fit for us. So that's the opposite of frameworks. Frameworks allow you to place what's unique to you in action using sound principles, but formulas and tactics that just get slapped together is a surefire way to end up oft, often left field, to, to end up frustrated by your business, burned out by your business, overwhelmed by your business, to realize that you've built your own prison. Sometimes, I mean, when it gets bad enough, which I've seen happen. And, you know, at the very least, you end up wasting resources. You end up wasting time. You end up frustrated because of taking longer than you'd hoped to get to where you want to go. So that's tip number five is be very careful about one, one size fits all tactics and formulas, because the truth is they just don't exist. So to review quickly the five principles that help you avoid these cognitive biases. Number one, set a time, uh, set aside time for strategic planning. Number two, zoom out before you zoom in. Number three, always get outside perspective. Number four, find frameworks to aid you in your strategic planning. And number five, avoid one size fits all tactics and formulas. Again, this is just part one in this series on strategy. And the next episode will be an interview. And then after that, maybe we'll get back to strategy. I'm still trying to to figure it out. But, you know, I don't want to do all of these episodes all in a row, but this is a theme I want to come back to. And all of these episodes on strategy will work together. So some things you can look forward to in the rest of this um, series on strategy are frameworks about, you know, how to uncover hidden money opportunities or your greatest opportunity for growth 
in your business, how to find hidden money in your business. There's every business has money that's just sitting on the table waiting for you to reach out and grab it. And so often we just don't see it. We're going to talk about how to choose the right approaches, the right activities, the right tactics for you. Again, when we've got so many different options sitting in front of us and we're just not sure it's like, which, which, what's the most important right now? I only have time for so much. How do you make that decision? And we're also going to talk about when you have a certain set of, of resources, how can you get five to 10 times the return on investment and accomplish far more of the different elements of your vision and your goals that you have for your business? This is incredibly powerful. And when you zoom out in the right way and do strategic planning in the right way, you can, what I call, you can, I call it uh, stacking the ROI. So you can find that one thing to do that will give you exponential returns because it moves forward five or six or seven different objectives within your business. And this is something that gets missed so often because again, people not zooming out enough to even see the opportunity to stack the ROI. So that'll be coming up in this strategy series as well. Amongst other things, I'm sure I'm still kind of planning it out, but uh, this is a topic that, again, I wanted, it's really important for me to talk about. This is essentially, I mean, I'm a strategist for thought leaders. This is the type of stuff I talk about with my clients all the time. And so I've come up with ways of, of helping to answer these questions and to find the best path forward, to look over an entire business and go, hey, here's the opportunities. Here's what's being missed. Here's the fastest path to cash, if that's what's important, or here's the fastest path to you know whatever that objective might be. And I, I want to share these things with you through the podcast to help increase your capacity for strategic, uh, strategic thinking and uh, augment what you already do when it comes to strategic planning within your own business. One more time, I've prepared a cheat sheet for you that you can download that goes over the five different cognitive biases and lists out the five tips I shared uh, with you as well. So once more, you can go to impactdownloads.com forward slash blind spot. That's impactdownloads.com forward slash blind spot, all one word. You can sign up for my email list right there. I'll immediately send the framework over to you. And then, of course, you will be all signed up to get all the rest of the frameworks that I share with my email list in the future. That's it for this episode. Thank you again for joining me. On my next episode, I'm going to welcome my friend Melody Wilding, who just released a fantastic book called Trust Yourself, Stop Overthinking and Channel Your Emotions for Success at Work. This book has impacted me immensely when it comes to perfectionism, when it comes to imposter syndrome, when it comes to overthinking, inner critic. This is going to be a mindset episode you absolutely do not want to miss. I can't wait to share it with you.